So let's talk about the current conditions ahead of the elections. Are they conducive for free and fair elections, or is this latest incident just a scare to suggest that there there may be uh, fertile ground for violence? Yeah, I think like you rightly rightly said. I mean, before these, um, you know, yes, there were tension, yes, there were anxieties, and the anxieties were a function of the history uh, in which, um, you know, there has been an election election violence since uh, 1992 when Kenya first had its uh, first multi-party election, and the 2007-08 is much as it's uh, 10 years it's still very fresh in a lot of people's minds. So this particular incident that happened um, over the weekend has really raised the temperature and it's making a lot of people question the motives of people who are behind, you know, the disappearances and eventually the murder of the ICT manager at the Independent Electoral Commission. I must must be very quick to add that, you know, his murder comes one week before the election and his body was found the day which, you know, the, uh, all the ICT infrastructure was supposed to be tested. So it raises very, you know, pertinent question in terms of timing. Mm. So just the likely scenarios going forward, just in terms of the political contestation, what do you foresee? It is very difficult to say. I mean, like, but few things stand out, right? One is the election will be held and the winner is declared and the loser accepts the results. Uh, the other alternative is, you know, the elections are declared, the winners, um, the losers refuse the outcome of the elections and they go to court. And the court announces a winner and, you know, people disagree with the court and go on the streets. And the other one is, you know, election is announced and people, instead of going to court, just disagrees with the electoral commission and go to the streets. So, I mean, those are the few scenarios and all of them present challenges apart from the first one. Mm. And I ask this because of the rumours that have been doing the rounds and uh, the aspersions cast by the various uh, contenders, Rilo Dinga, for instance, saying that he's been robbed of uh, the past two elections and he believes that Kenyatta is going to rig these elections too, while he himself, uh, Odinga, has been accused of uh, you know, fostering some kind of violence and using underhand tactics in the run-up to the polls. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, like, uh, it's a high-stake game and everybody, you know, is trying their luck in um, to see how they can, you know, benefit. But I think I think the onus here really lies with the, um, with, the, with, the, with the government to ensure that all the institutions function as they should be. Mm. So uh, it's obviously so speculatory, but, and it's a difficult question to ask, but it must be asked, who gains from the killing of uh, Msando and why would they go to such lengths as uh, torturing him? And is it related, the other body that was found in the same area, that of an unidentified woman? I think the love triangle issue, I mean, I think it was just being played up. There is nothing. Um, probably they were killed in separate places and dumped there to just, you know, create different 
thoughts. But I think it's very difficult at this stage to say who's going to benefit. But I think uh, it's all of us Kenyans are losing uh, by losing such an amazing uh, public official. Mm. There's been uh, post and pre-electoral violence before that has put into question uh, just the democratic um, institutions and principles of Kenya. Do you think that there's been any kind of growth that would render those type of questions um, unfair? Yes, yes, it is. I mean, like it's. I mean, like these all these moves. I mean, all these machinations undermine the institutions that are supposed to pro- to deliver free, fair elections. Right. Thank you very much for speaking to us, Abdullah Boru. Halakia is uh, East Africa researcher at Amnesty International.